Hello, I'm Tina, and today I'm sharing my story that how one went real and changed my life. So let's just begin. So basically, Alan and I dated for the past three years. Alan was very tall and handsome. He was very innocent. I must be the luckiest girl who was dating him. But you must be thinking about how we met. Well, it was just a magical coincidence. I'm passionate about dancing and go for dance practice daily. I was in the evening batch, so completing all my other work during the daytime, I used to make myself free by evening. One evening, when I went to the dance class, I saw my mates busy in welcoming and entertaining one boy. I thought, he must be the newly joined. So, rather than taking much interest in him, I focused on my practice. He was quite handsome, but I didn't want to take initiative to interact first. When I looked at him, I saw him waving his hand at me. But then, I got another thought that he must be waving at another person. I never felt myself to be so lucky that such a handsome boy would approach me first. So I avoided him rather than becoming a joke in front of everyone. Our instructor was late that day, hence everyone made themselves involved in doing dance practice, and so did I. He came to me and said, Hey, I'm Alan, and you look beautiful today. I was shocked. I just smiled at him and said, Thank you. But the story doesn't end here. When our dance instructor came, he asked me to dance with Alan. After then, we became dance partners. So, daily we kept dancing together and we became very close to each other. We started sharing our day-to-day -day moments and slowly we fell in love. One fine day he proposed to me and without thinking I said yes to him and it's been two years we were dating. Days passed on, a few months before, one lazy day, I was sitting idle on the couch scrolling through YouTube videos where one video caught my attention. Break up a on my boyfriend. I clicked on that video, and I saw that video and thought, why not try this on Alan? Alan was my handsome, innocent, and cutest boyfriend. I just want to do something that will make my day. So I thought, let's give it a try on Alan and watch his reaction. I involved my friend Alice in this for some help. So I called her, and she received the call. Alice said, Hey Tina, how are you? I'm good, Alice. I need a favor from you. And I told her to visit my house. The same afternoon, Alice came to my place. I told her about the video idea. She laughed heartily and agreed to help me in my plan. You would think, what was the I was planning? So the was to create a scenario that I cheated on Alan, I don't love him, and that's why I'm breaking up with him. Alice got the plan and we started preparing for it. Soon after I got a text from Alan, I'm on the way to your house. Whoa, that was the right time to work on the Both of us prepared ourselves, kept the door open, and were waiting for Alan to come, and then we heard his footsteps. That's when I started fighting intentionally with Alice. As the sound of Alan's footsteps got louder, I cried at Alice. You know what? He's always busy with his work. I'm here all alone. I never loved him. When he proposed to me, I just accepted his proposal without thinking, and now I regret it. I was saying all this just for fun, and he was listening to everything. Then he said, You never loved me? Oh, you're here. Well, I did, but you're always busy with work. Never spend time with me. I was just alone rather than hanging around with you. 
Now my feelings for you faded, so let's break up. Alan said, You know, Tina, I'm working for our future. I agreed with his statement, but still the fun should continue. So I continued, Whatever, Alan, I just want to break up with you. He got disappointed, but then he replied, being rigid, Well, Tina, that's good that you confessed all that was there in your mind. If you're happy breaking up with me, I'm fine with it if that's what you want. I've been cheating on you for the past two months with your best friend, Ella. After hearing those words from him, my heart shattered. And in the end, I was the one who ended up crying. But my idea of a helped me to get out of the trap of a fake relationship with Alan. He was such a creep. I broke up with him and told him to leave my house. I was crying endlessly. Alice handled me and made me understand that I left him just because he was not worth loving and to stop crying. This was supposed to be a but it turned out to be real. Have you ever been in a similar situation? Share your story in the comments. Hit the like button if you liked my story. Subscribe to this channel to watch more such videos and press the bell icon for more updates. I am 33, recently separated. The first man I dated following my separation was Simon, going on my first date with him just five days after I ended my marriage. Simon was unattractive to me, so much so that I had no idea how I'd get over it. I confessed to a friend shortly before our first date that I didn't know what I'd do if he kissed me. But Simon and I had a lot in common, and he made me laugh. When he kissed me, shortly after I walked through his front door, I squeezed my eyes shut and paid attention to his tongue. My husband, named Sean, unlike all the men I'd dated before him, was handsome. In the early days of us dating, Sean would often catch me looking at him. I felt surprised a man like him would be with a woman like me. I was an insecure, introverted, and nerdy 23-year-old when we first began dating. I often hid behind my glasses, slinging my hair over my face in a concerted effort to keep any attention off of me. Before the man that had become my husband, I'd mostly dated fellow intellectuals. Men with glasses, rail thin or chubby, men who never went to the gym or gave much thought to their own personal appearance. Sean was clean cut, preppy, just a few years older than me. What led to me filing for divorce had soured me to handsome men, to any men who might resemble a politician. Simon was the obvious converse. Eighteen years my senior, Simon was tanning bed tan and bald. He wore glasses with those transition lenses that took too long to lose their tint. And he always had visible nose hair, which he'd try to tuck back into his nostrils instead of just plucking. Early on in dating, I bought him a hair grooming kit, but in our short period of dating, he didn't take on the maintenance much himself. He was also set in his ways. Dressing up for him meant wearing short sleeve shirts unbuttoned at the top and oversized blazer. He carried a satchel with him always, refusing to take it off even when sitting down at a restaurant. Beyond the physical, Simon was repulsive in other ways. He slightly lifted his leg and farted on our second date with a well-timed <coughs> cough that he must have thought would cover it up. It didn't. He was hard of hearing, though he wouldn't admit it, and he talked exceptionally loud. 
He was cheap and vain, only allowing photos of himself to be taken from the neck up or at high angles to hide his large stomach or portray his face as thinner. He was also moody, resentful, and vindictive. But I felt adored, worshipped by Simon. He told me constantly I was beautiful. He took photos of me when I wasn't looking or made me pose because I'd worn a cute outfit. He'd read my poetry, and I loved it. He was interested in me. I fell in love with him in the way only reserved for those trying to escape pain. Stupidly. Recklessly. When people of Simon's acquaintance met me and were wowed by my looks, I blushed in enjoyment. Next to Simon, I was even more beautiful. I was a novelty, a person of curiosity, with more than one of his friends asking, in a not-so-discreet manner, why are you with him? Simon and I stayed in or went only to certain parts of town. Because we went out so little, I didn't have to see the looks. Those looks spurred the doubt that would lead to me breaking up with him. When Simon would introduce me to people as his girlfriend, they blinked at me in confusion. Or when people saw us in public, his hand on mine, they'd gawk, again confused. Was I his daughter? A friend? Whenever I'd catch another look, I'd find myself thinking, why am I with him? Clearly I shouldn't be. And as the divorce seemed closer to being resolved and our relationship could then be public, I started to realize I didn't want the world to know I was dating Simon. I felt too young, too beautiful, to be with a man the world saw not fit to be my match. I felt that I was using him to avoid the pain I knew I should be feeling after my divorce. My friends had warned me I should be single after my separation. Whenever I talked to them about my issues with Simon, they brought up that advice again gently. Whatever I had thought was love had faded. Every little thing Simon did began to annoy me. All of the things I'd overlooked before, like the fact he always carried a man purse and refused to wear a proper button-down, even for his job, weren't cute or quirky anymore. They were obnoxious. And without even those qualities for me to hold on to, he was no longer attractive to me at all. I used the normal reasons when I finally broke up with him. It wasn't him. It was me. The fact was that I did need time to myself, but I also wanted to touch and be touched by good-looking men, by young men, and I would never date someone I did not find attractive again. I did take the time I needed and did begin dating when I was ready to again. Now when I am out, I hold the hand of my exceedingly handsome boyfriend. He is muscular, rugged, with rich brown eyes and a smile with a darling dimple. More than one of my own friends or acquaintances has said to me, Wow, he's a looker. I've never once gotten that look I saw whenever I was out with Simon. That look that made me question why I was with the person I was with. What's your story? True Tales wants to hear it. If you also have any such moment, you can share it in the comment section below. Hit the like button if you liked my story. Subscribe to this channel to watch more such videos and press the bell icon for more updates. It was just a regular night. My boyfriend of three months and I were out to dinner. He loved cooking and was a food snob. My mother rarely cooked while I was growing up, so we'd eaten at a lot of restaurants. 
My boyfriend ordered a steak salad, and I got soup and a sandwich. We had a great dinner together. We went back to my place, a tiny two-bedroom, two-bath, to watch a movie. Pick something, he told me. And I picked up the remote and scrolled through Netflix and settled on an episode of The Office. I don't feel so hot, he said when we were about ten minutes into the episode. He stood up and went into the bathroom next to my living room. I paused the show to wait for him. And then I heard it. All of it. My boyfriend was having explosive diarrhea, not even ten feet from where I was sitting. There was another bathroom he could have chosen, but he was in the one right next to where I was sitting. When a few minutes passed and he was still occupied, I unpaused the show to at least give him some privacy. Then the smell hit me. It was so strong that it was almost violent. I felt the sandwich and soup I'd eaten for dinner rise into my throat, and I swallowed hard. I lit several candles, but instead of masking the smell, the lavender and vanilla mixed with it. I turned on the fan and tried breathing through my mouth. I heard the toilet flush, and he came out. He was sweating. I'm sick, he told me. He sat on the couch, leaning heavily on the arm of it. I told him, do you want to go home? He lived less than a mile from me, so he could have easily driven home to be sick in private. No, he told me. If I'm going to die, I'd want it to be here in your arms. I cringed and then tried to play it off like I was just shivering. Now that the bathroom door was open, the smell was overpowering. I tried holding my breath and taking little sips of air in an attempt to stem my queasiness. A few minutes later, he was back in the bathroom. I didn't even pause the show this time, and I turned it up louder to try not to hear everything that was going on in there. The smell compounded. I turned on every fan in my little place and lit a candle in every room. When he left the bathroom after the second time, I pushed a candle and lighter onto him and told him to put it in the bathroom. Are you sure you don't want to go home? I asked again. No, it'll pass soon, he said, looking pale. It's probably just food poisoning. Don't you want to be alone? I asked. He looked at me and said, I want to be with you. Why would now be any different? How is he not seeing that I don't want him here? I thought, is he blind? I thought to myself as I looked at him, if I really loved him, I wouldn't be acting this way. I'd be offering him medicine or water, asking him if he needed anything. I wouldn't keep asking him if he wanted to leave. And then, the next thought hit me hard. I don't love him. I took a deep breath, and the smell that had invaded my entire place seized my body. I had always guessed our relationship would have an expiration date. I just hadn't realized until this moment when that date would be. Are you okay? He asked. The irony of the fact that he was asking if I was okay was not lost on me, especially since I hadn't offered him the same kindness. I nodded. Do you want me to leave? He asked. I wanted to say yes. I wanted to shout, yes, please get out of my house. My desire to be nice, to exhibit good manners, overrode me. No, of course not, I told him. I'm tired, though. I'm going to get ready for bed. 
He followed me into the bedroom and laid down on my bed. As I was washing my face, I talked to myself. I knew he was meeting friends the next morning, so he would definitely be gone in the morning. I can make it through the night, I told myself. I laid down and he cuddled up behind me. That's when I realized, with horror, that he smelled. I'm too hot, I told him, and was so glad when he moved away from me in bed. I pulled the covers up to my face and fell asleep. He woke up before me and I pretended to be asleep. When he leaned down to kiss me, I was reminded again of how he really, really needed to take a shower. Just get him out of my house, I screamed thought. I was so relieved to hear my front door close. He arrived at my house later that day, as we'd originally had plans. I'm done, I blurted. What? he asked. I'm done. I don't want to be with you anymore. What? Is this about last night? I was sick. It just feels like I woke up from a dream, I told him. I didn't know how else to explain it. I don't want to be with you anymore. That's so shitty, he told me. The irony of him using shitty to describe this situation wasn't lost on me either. That's my story. What's your story? True Tales wants to hear it. If you also have any such moment, you can share it in the comment section below. Hit the like button if you liked my story. Subscribe to this channel to watch more such videos and press the bell icon for more updates. Hi, I'm Harry. Twice the experience of my relationship went bad. In both of my serious relationships, I got cheated on. My first relationship started when I got married to Suzanne at the very young age of 20 years old. Suzanne and I were studying in the same university. Not just classmates, but we were both the best of friends. I was popular in bunking classes, sitting idle or roaming around in the university campus, singing and doing a rap. For doing all of this, she was my best company. Singing was our passion, and we never needed a reason to sing. Just a mood made both of us sing. Time passed by, and gradually we had fallen in love, where we used to sing, You Got a Friend in Me. Now we love singing, Every night in my dreams, I see you, I feel you. And soon, without completing our studies, we got married. We were both enjoying our life, and for surviving, we planned to do recording in our flat. We bought a mic, speakers, amplifiers, and built a small recording studio in our flat. We took freelancing work for voiceover, and we earned a good amount of money for it. Our freelance work took both of us to another level, and after two years, we both saw financial growth. Setting up a huge sound studio needs a good investment, and this time we were capable to bear all the funds. No sooner, we purchased a new office near our apartment, bought and installed the music system and all the required sound accessories. After completing all the setup, we hired two boys, Calvin and John, as co-workers, and our work started. We all worked full-time, but did fun stuff and partied, too. Everything was going cool, and after six months, I got even more great news. Suzanne was expecting a baby. What a remarkable day it was. I was blessed, and I was loving life. God showered happiness on me until one day. Eight months passed by, and Suzanne carried our baby safely until then. Then one day, as usual, I left for the studio. Suzanne was home along with our housemaid. Suzanne was dusting the staircase and accidentally she slipped and fell down. She got faint on the spot. Our maid was in the kitchen and because of the sound Suzanne made when she fell, 
She went out to see what happened. She was shocked looking at Suzanne lying on the floor. She immediately took her to the couch, called me, and then called the ambulance. We rushed to the hospital, and Suzanne was taken to the operation theater. I was wrecked and worried for my wife, and for the baby too. I was praying that both of them should be safe, but unfortunately, I got the news that we lost our baby. I was disheartened, but I kept myself calm because I didn't want to make Suzanne more sad. I went to see Suzanne when she was unconscious and wasn't aware of who was around her. Her eyes were closed and she was chanting, Calvin, Calvin. I was confused initially, but later I realized that Calvin is the boy who works in my studio. After a while, she woke up and asked me about our baby. But at the moment I was thinking, why was she talking about the name Calvin? I wanted to know the truth. So rather than telling her about the baby, I directly questioned her about Calvin. What is going on between you and Calvin? She said, Calvin and I? Are you mad? I told her that she was chanting Calvin's name when she was unconscious. She panicked and began to sob. She said that she was dating Calvin from the last two and a half years. And the baby who got miscarried is actually his and not mine. I felt cheated. I had no words and just went away leaving my wife behind. I got a divorce with her and broke off the relationship clean and kept myself busy with work. I also removed Calvin from the job and hired more new people. We started taking more projects and I did promotion of my work to most of the social media sites. I even made the advertisement and sold it to the advertisers. It took me a year to come out of my marriage incident. Then one day, I received an email from Rose. She was looking for a sound studio for designing some of her videos. We met to get the deal finalized. She was tall, beautiful, and hot in figure. She wanted to get 30 videos of hers designed within three months, and she was ready to pay a huge amount for the same. We got the deal done, and all my co-workers worked day and night to complete the project. I was planning to buy a car, and the amount of money which I was supposed to get from this project was sufficient. I started meeting with Rose frequently for the same project, and gradually the professional meetup changed to personal. I shared my personal problems of my wife with her. We started hanging around often and soon started dating each other. I was enjoying her company a lot. Our relationship got stronger, and I could blindly trust her. Days passed by, and finally, all her video designs were completed. Rose was thrilled with the work. She asked me to give her all the music files and the hard disk, but one of my co-workers said that we can't provide all the files and that she'd need to pay us first. Rose looked at me and said, Oh dear, don't spoil my plan. Tomorrow we're going for a romantic date. I'll give you your payment there along with the surprise. I was ecstatic to know that tomorrow was a big day. I started dreaming about my future with her, and my senses weren't working, and I let her take the hard disk. The next day, I went to said location. She had invited me to a hotel, and the seats were already reserved. I sat on the chair and was waiting for her. She was late, so I called her, but her phone wasn't connecting. Then a waiter came along with a glass of wine. He served me the glass and gave me a note. I surprisingly opened the note to find, Thanks, honey, for the sounds. You did a fabulous job. And your surprise is that I have left town. Enjoy the wine, Dumbo. My mind was just not ready to accept that, but the fact was, even she cheated on me. Just to get all the video done for free, she played with me. How could she do that? All girls are the same. They have no feelings. I feel like I can't trust anybody now. 
I don't know whether I'll ever be able to trust anyone. I visited a psychologist and took some therapy so that I can relax my mind. Nowadays, I just remain confused, and it's become difficult for me to make any decision in my life. Kindly suggest for me what I should do in the comment box. If you've also had an experience in the past or any suggestions which will be helpful for me, then kindly share it in the comment section below. Subscribe to this channel to watch more such videos in the future.